Good morning, Victory. Let's all stand as we worship the Lord this morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad. Amen. He alone is worthy of all praise. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We worship you. You are so good, God. We just welcome you in this place this morning, Father. We just lift up the wonderful name of Jesus, and I thank you, Lord, that you'll have your way. Be exalted in this place today. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor today and say you're going from glory to glory. Amen. Taking us higher, 
not even death can shake us. Come on, the victor has won. Yes, it's heaven. Great awakening. 
that's our prayer today, God. Oh, that's our prayer today. Can't control it. Can't control it. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place. No place I would rather be. This is your time today. for my family that I can't control, that I can't control, God. Set a fire, God, in my soul today, Jesus, for the loss. Set a fire today, God, in my soul. Jesus for my nation. Jesus for my city. Jesus for my church. Jesus for my family. I set a fire today, God, in our people, the people watching, the people here that are in this room today, Jesus. No place they'd rather be, God, than in your presence day after day. No time is it more important than to be in his presence than right now, than right now as you walk out the doors, as you drive in your car, as you go to work, as you minister to your family, Jesus. We cry out to you today, God, to set that fire in our homes, Jesus, to set that fire in our schools, God, to set that fire in our nation, Jesus. We thank you. God, for your presence that is here in this place today. We worship you, God, in this place, and we exalt you and magnify you. We lift you up on high. Be exalted, God, and be glorified today as we give you praise, as we spend this time worshiping you. In Jesus' name, everybody give him a big shout, a big hand, a big praise offering today. Our God is good all the time. Amen. Amen. Greet the people around you today.
All right. You guys are happy to see each other this morning. All right, well, we want to welcome some very special people this morning, and that would be our first-time visitors. So let's give our first-time visitors a really big hand clap. Yeah. We're so happy that you could join us this morning, every Sunday, here for the month of August. And if you're watching us online, Wednesdays and Sundays, keep doing it, or come and join us live. <laughs> okay, we have some very, um, a, a few announcements this morning before we go to the video announcements. Um, let's see. Oh, Isaiah. Isaiah is, this is his first Sunday back from Japan. Isaiah Harbolt, Marines. Really good to have you back. Good to see your face this morning. Um, this morning is also Sue Wood's birthday. So we want to say happy birthday to Sue. Happy birthday. Don't know where she's. What? Happy birthday, Sue. Okay, and we want to pray for uh, always, not just today, but every day. Keep Shazel Zolkowski in prayer because she's going to be heading off to college, amen. And she is a bright light. So we just need to keep her in our prayers that everywhere she goes, that the love of God flows from her, the peace of God flows, that she has a hedge of protection around her. Um, so Shay Zolkowski, keep her in prayers. We need to um, remember Carl Pennington and Vonda. Carl was, is recovering from surgery, and um, Vonda's having some back issues, so let's keep them in prayer this week. Tina Turley's, Turley's going to have surgery, and Dick Dilling's sister is having surgery um, at IU. So let's just keep them in prayer, their families in prayer. Amen. All right, and now let's go to our video announcements. Good morning, Victory family, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. I gotta say, the backdrop for my announcements has never looked better, and we get to do it for the rest of the month of August at least, so make sure you plan to join us right here every Sunday morning, 10 a.m., and speaking of Sunday mornings, I can't even believe I get to say this. It's been so long, but next Sunday is Back to School Sunday here at Victory. That is right. We are gonna be praying over all of our Victory students. We are believing for a great, safe, full school year and we want to be able to pray over them and we've also got a very special gift for our elementary age kiddos so make sure you bring them out with you next Sunday right here 10 a.m. also men of integrity if you are a man of victory you are a man of integrity and they are getting together on Saturday morning August 29th in blaze for breakfast so if you have any questions please see Brandon Endicott but come out and join the men of integrity it'll be a great morning together and last but certainly not least wednesday nights are open and available 6 30 p.m in the sanctuary come out and join us no need for a reservation it is a great one hour service together an awesome time in the word so come out and join us for that all right well that's all i've got for you this morning thank you so much for joining us and have an awesome week Amen. Ushers, you can pass out the offering envelopes this morning. We have good news this morning. Amen. You know, uh, it seems like everywhere you look these days, whether it's the newspaper or online or what news source you look at or social media, there's bad news everywhere. Like this continual onslaught of negativity and, and bad news. But um, when we first came to Victory Christian Center, I remember the first time I came, it just resonated with me the positive atmosphere in the message of love and the message of victory. Amen? 
The good news this morning is that we have victory. Everybody say, I have victory. If you're watching this morning, you have victory. Amen. And there is good news. And the good news is that all of our sins are forgiven through faith in Jesus. Amen. Through faith in Jesus, we have access to God. Through faith in Jesus, we have an unlimited supply of peace and joy and grace. Through faith in Jesus, we have an unlimited supply of victory in our life. Victory over sin. Victory over fear. Victory over disappointment. Victory over our past. Victory in the future. Amen? Amen. Through faith in Jesus, we have access to God. And he has an unlimited supply of everything we have need of. An unlimited supply of peace in our homes, of joy in our homes, of, of, of all of our financial needs being met, of, of the ability and the opportunity to be totally debt-free and to be free, free in every area of our lives. Amen. We have victory this morning in Jesus. There is good news, and that's why we're here. Amen. The Apostle Paul encouraged us in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 19. He said, put your eyes on Fox News, put your eyes on CNN, put your eyes on things of the world, put your eyes on Instagram and Facebook, put your eyes on what people are saying, put your eyes on COVID-19. He said, none of that. Amen. <laughs> Stay in the spirit and put our eyes on God's word this morning. Amen. In the spirit and in God's word, there's victory in our minds. Amen. Victory in our hearts. Philippians 4.19, the Apostle Paul said, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All of our need, all of our need in our homes. The continual, tomorrow morning, it's easy to get fired up in here. Amen. The Spirit of God is moving. There's anointed worship. It's easy. It really is. Amen. It's easy to be at peace and to be at rest. You can feel your, uh, we can feel ourselves being encouraged and burdens lifting. But tomorrow's coming. Monday's coming. If we focus on the world tomorrow, those burdens will weigh us down. Find ourselves being troubled and, and discouraged. Amen. But staying in the spirit with eyes on the word, there's a continual supply of everything we need. Amen. A continual supply of joy and peace and grace and his goodness for everything that we need. <clears throat> Not only our financial needs, but all of our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let's thank him this morning. Father, we worship you. We honor you. We praise you. We thank you, God. You are amazing and wonderful and awesome. We thank you for all that you've done for us. Father God, we thank you for your a wonderful supply of the Holy Spirit this morning. We open up our hearts and minds and receive all that you have for us. We thank you, Lord. Every burden be lifted this morning. Every care be lifted off of every life. We thank you, Father. Our, our minds are renewed with your living word this morning. Father, we lift up each family, each person that's here, and we give in faith this morning. We give into your kingdom. We give into your church, and we thank you, Lord. Let every bill be paid. Let every debt be paid, Lord God. We thank you. Let every family and person of Victory Christian Center be totally debt-free. In Jesus' name, Father God, we sow in faith this morning. We thank you for your abundant supply uh, for each family, for each person. We receive it in Jesus' name. Everybody said.
As my heart it rises over my head As the weed it bows down low When the autumn wind it blows I kneel before the
just lift your voice, Jesus. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, we worship you this morning. We give you praise. We are thankful. We are grateful, Lord. We are grateful today. We are grateful for health. We are grateful for joy and peace, for the rest of faith that we have, that we know without a doubt that everything that concerns our lives, you are perfecting. Psalm 138.8 says, you will perfect everything that concerns us. And today, Lord, we put our trust, our confidence in you, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, give God a big hand clap this morning. He deserves all the glory, all the praise. We welcome all of you and those that are watching today online. Um, I believe God has a word for all of us today that he wants us to get in our hearts for where we are right now in this country, uh, in our homes, in our state, uh, wherever we are. Everybody say this. There is overflow. Could you say that with me? There is overflow. Say there is overflow in my house. There is overflow where I work. There's overflow everywhere I go because I am overflowing. Now look at your neighbors, see if you see any overflowing going on. Because I am overflowing with the anointing, everybody say the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, before we preach that, let's say our confession. Are we ready? I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me. My best days are right in front of me and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. And of course, the other one that we always confess, the word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. You can be seated. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Um, I just felt like for our church for this month that August is a month of overflow. Everybody say overflow. Now, um, I just really had felt that in my spirit. And years ago, um, in about 1998, 1999, uh, we took 10 ladies from this church. Some of you are here today. And a friend of mine took 12 ladies from her church out in Oklahoma, and we did a bus tour for two weeks through uh, Bratislava, Poland, Czech Republic. And um, in that two weeks that we were on a bus, God just did something supernatural in my heart that he can cause us to overflow no matter where we are because of the Holy Spirit in us. And we just spent three weeks talking about the Holy Spirit-led church. And as a believer and filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, we have an opportunity to overflow everywhere we are. Uh, in that, on that trip, we went to a, a place way out in the woods somewhere. Uh, you never knew where we were going to be. It wasn't like America, let me just say that, where we were. And uh, so we went out into this woods, and they said that we would be speaking to gypsies. Now, at that time in Europe, gypsies were not allowed to work. They were not allowed a, a place to go to work. They were not accepted. They were shunned. And, and I'm talking really shunned, not, you know, just not able to get a job. They, they were not allowed. And I felt before we went there that day 
that I was to share on God's abundance. Now, I had a little conversation with God about that because I thought, well, if they can't work, if they can't, if they're not accepted, uh, they were known to steal. They were thieves. Well, the reason they were thieves is because they had to feed their family and, and they needed things so they would steal. And I thought, Lord, how am I going to tell them that there can be an abundance for every good work in a place where they can't even go to work and earn a paycheck? And that's where the mistake is. Everybody say, that's where the mistake is in talking overflow. Because overflow has to do with God's abundance, not ours. Not your job, not, not the people you know, not the family you have, not the background you did have as a child. Uh, overflow, everybody say overflow, has to do with the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God overflows. It overflows with joy, overflows with peace, overflows with rest. And there's more than enough finances to take care of our needs, our neighbor's needs, and anybody else God tells us to meet the need of. Amen? And you know what? He, he even meets our wants. Everybody say wants. You know, I've, I lived years ago as a single mom, and uh, I found Jesus to be the source of my life. That's where I found him. You know, sometimes in your hardest places is where you find overflow. And overflow in that situation had nothing to do with what I could make. I made four fifty an hour. Now, we're talking back there a few years. But my children were 6, 8, and 10. And I moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma with three children, went to work at Oral Roberts University. And in that place, I made $4.50 an hour. Now, I had $300 of child support for three children per month, which helped pay my rent. But everything else was me. And God began to get a hold of my life. Now, at that time, I was, um, well, let's just stay unstable. <laughs> that's kind of nice for what I was. I mean, that's, a, that's really, I was much worse than that even. But uh, I was in a place where I was desperate, and I was seeking God for everything that I had need of. For my job, I was in a position I'd never been in before, away from home, no family. I was in a position where nobody was going to show up and, and take care of things for me unless God caused it to happen. And in that place, God proved himself to me. And I can tell you today what I'm sharing with you is truth. We may be in a pandemic, but nothing has stopped in the kingdom of God. Everybody say, everything's okay in the kingdom of God. Now, the good news is you live there. Everybody say that. That's where I live. That's where I move, and that's where I have my being. Are you getting this today? I believe if you'll connect to this message, you will see God be an abundance in your life like you've never seen before this month in your life. And I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe that in my heart. Now, for you, abundance may not be the same as somebody else's abundance. But I'm talking about your situation for what you have need of, God is more than enough. Amen. I'm going to give you the scripture. This is the scripture that God made me very aware of in that time in my life. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him, everybody say to the Lord, who is 
able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the according to the power that works in us how's it going to work according to the power that works in us now we've just talked about for 3 weeks the power of the holy spirit and and i believe that all of us have increased in our understanding of the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, it's in me. I have it. And so, therefore, God is able, through the power that's working in each one of us, to bring exceedingly abundantly beyond all we could ask or think. Isn't that good news today? You're going to have to get more excited than this. Okay. Because this, this is true where we live. And over these last few months, I believe that um, the focus has been on what the world can do to help people. Well, the church has such a more uh, prom uh, promising way to take care of people. But we have got to begin to live what we have so people can see that and, and understand we are blessed to be a blessing, we are in a covenant that guarantees that. So that means if I'm blessed to be a blessing, I have to first be blessed. Everybody say overflow. We have to begin to overflow. You know, in the word of God, Jesus said to the woman at the well, uh, there will be rivers of living water. Everybody say rivers. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, the word of God says. Well, that river is a river of life. And included in life is all kinds of blessings. It's peace. It's rest. We're going to talk in September about the rest of faith. We are not nervous. We are not anxious. Our families in this church are not feuding and fighting because everybody is stuck in the same house together. How many of you have been stuck in the same house together for a long time? Well, we're not stuck. We're living life. I hear people talk about where we are right now, and, well, if you've ever been overseas, this is mild <laughs> compared to other nations. We are living life in America. Everybody say, I'm living life. Now, you may not care about the circumstances you're in, but in those circumstances, you can have an abundant mindset. You can have an overflow mindset, and that mindset is going to change the way you live it's going to change the way you expect things. And in that expectation, you're going to see the abundance. I heard Jerry Seville say this week in a message I was listening to Southwest Believers Convention. Bill and Sue were there. And um, he said there are three things that hold us back from uh, having prosperity in our life. Small thinking. Everybody say, I don't have that. Say, I don't have small thinking. Negative talking. Everybody say, I don't have that either. How many of you know it's so easy to be negative right now? That's, that's not the kingdom of heaven. And number three, not remembering all that God has done for us in the past. He's always come through. Everybody say, he always comes through. Do we have somebody outside? Well, bless that man, Lord. He's been working hard out there. They have. They had a big wedding. We had to take everything out of the entire facility. Thank God for our crew. Everybody say, give the crew a hand. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Everything was in trailers five hours ago. 
And at 5 a.m., that crew came in here, and that's why we're having church. Amen. Everybody say, we have an abundance for every good work. <laughs> I don't know what God's doing. I'm just trying to follow him. Okay. This is what exceeding means. Exception in amount, exceptional in amount, quality or degree. Abundantly is existing or occurring in large amounts marked by plenty. And you know why he's doing that? Because if you read just above that scripture, it says to his family in whom the whole earth is named, that we would know the height and depth and length and breadth of his love. That's what's right before this. That was the scripture God had me pray over myself in Tulsa in 1979. Every day, every day, every day. And it went on into this scripture, which says he will provide exceedingly abundantly beyond all you could ask, hope, or think. I experienced that because what Dan said earlier, Pastor Dan, Philippians 4.19 is true. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, I want us all to say that. Only say my need, okay? And my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Everybody say, that's a promise. Now, to supply means an act or process of filling a want or a need to make provision. Uh, one of the names of God is El Shaddai. How many of you know that name? Do you know what that means? He's all sufficient. More than enough. Do you know how much more than enough is? It's enough with extra. That was brilliant, wasn't it, right there? <laughs> it's, it's what we need plus extra. Well, who's the extra for? That's the part we bless others with. Everybody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I, I believe this is a key to what the world needs to see right now in the church, is that we are blessed to be a blessing. That, you know, behind that mask, it's very hard to see somebody smiling. Well, I saw an ad that this is clear. So we're going to strap that on all of you. So people can see your big smile and how happy you are to be in the circumstance we're in because out of this, we're going to see how big our God is. Now, that is a different perspective. And that is overflow. That is overflow in your thinking. Where's Sam? Which one? Of, is that Sam? Uh, Sam and Joe are twins, and they have been the biggest blessing their whole life. We have Jaden and Braden and Joe and Sam. We're blessed with two sets of twins in this church. Sam is in overflow on his golf game. Give him a hand. He is. Last, the last three Sundays, they have not been here because Sam and Joe both decided they're going to play in the men's city golf tournament. At 14 years old, everybody say, that's not small thinking. That's not negative talking, and that's knowing that your God's going to do something big. They both did really well, both of them. But Sam and his flight ended up winning the second flight of the men's city golf championship. Give him a hand. I mean that, and give God a hand. Can I tell that part about the shot that, or the ball that rolled? Yeah. Sam was playing with an older 
a younger man, but he was older than Sam. And um, they were toward the end of the game, and they just had a couple holes, I think, to go. And Sam's ball was on a slope, evidently, and it rolled back a little bit. Is that right? Huh? Did you touch it? No. But it rolled. And so he called a penalty stroke on himself. It could have cost him the whole thing. But he trusted God to take care of that. Right? Yeah. I want to tell you, that's what the world needs to see. We are raising champions in this church. Amen? All of you in here that have, have children, begin to call them champions. Begin to speak the word over them. Begin to don't have small thinking for your children. Expect overflow. Expect overflow. There's a championship flight, a first flight, a second flight, a third flight, and then the old people flight, which I would begin. begin. But, but Sam was in that second flight and won. Now, we need, to, we need to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Don't forget the last part. I hear people quote scripture all the time. My God shall supply all my needs. Well, it's according to. Everybody say according to. To his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Not your checkbook, not your friends, not your parents. That's what I learned in that 1979 when I was by myself. In Genesis 26, there's a story. And um, it's a very interesting story. It's Isaac. And, uh, you know, his father was Abraham. Now, he had a few bad traits of his father. He gave his wife away just like Abraham did. I don't know. It must have been in the genes or something. But in the middle of that, there was a famine. Everybody say there was a famine. And it says there was a famine in the land besides the first famine. I'm reading from Genesis 26, the first verse. Besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. You know, there's always been things in the earth that would cause people to feel like they weren't going to make it. I mean, we could name them a lot of them. But famine means there's lack. There's lack of food, and we all need food. Uh, and so it, this, was, this is another famine, and this is in the days of Isaac. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines in Gerar. His father also went to, to this king. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. How often do we want to get out of our situation and get to somewhere where somebody can fix this mess? How many of you have ever said that? If I just find someone to fix this mess, it doesn't matter that I made it. I just need somebody to come and fix my mess. And then it says, live in the land of which I tell you. Dwell in this land. Now, this is the land of famine, and I will be with you. And bless you, for to you and your descendants I give all these lands. Now, that's the promise he made to Abraham. It's coming down through the generations. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so this is Isaac. And it says, I will, I will be with you, bless you, for to you and your descendants I give all these lands. I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father, and I will make... Your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. Same covenant. Everybody say the same covenant. 
I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be, what does that say? Blessed. I'm going to bless you, and in your seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed. In other words, the, the people of God are blessed to be a blessing. Uh, because Abraham obeyed my voice, that's why this is happening, and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Then the next few verses is when he gives away his wife, but he gets her back and everything's all right. So in verse 12, it says, then Isaac sowed in that land. Everybody say sowed. Say that again, sowed. Sowed in the land and reaped and reaped. Everybody say and reaped. So we have sowing and reaping. But listen to this, in the same year, that had to be a bumper crop for all that to happen in one year. A hundredfold, a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Prosper, prospering, prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great numbers of servants. Boy, wouldn't that be nice to have somebody to help do the laundry? Ladies. Mary helps me. She helps clean my house. It, wouldn't it be nice to have a bunch of helpers to drive your kids to school? How many of you would like to have somebody to help you drive? I remember when I had to do that. Lots of helpers. And it says, so the Philistines envied him. That was their enemy. They envied him. And in the end, at, there were, they were digging wells, and the Philistines kept taking their wells away from them. Finally, Isaac dug a well that was going to be his well because they were prospering everywhere they went. Everybody say, that's me. Are you a descendant? Are you a descendant of Abraham? Then you're blessed. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am blessed. Yes. I am blessed. And then it says in verse 23, uh, then he went up from there. This was after the third. This is the third well to Beersheba. And the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not fear. I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants. Didn't he just say this before? How many of you know God has to repeat things to us sometimes? And then we get it. It says, and your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. It's because Abraham believed God. Now his son is receiving a blessing. As parents, as we believe God, the blessings are going to go down line. That's why it's very important as parents that we make sure we're being who God called us to be so that that inheritance goes on down to other generations. It says, so he built an altar there and called, the name, called on the name of the Lord, and he pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants dug a well. Then Abimelech came to him for Gerar, and one of his friends, and a commander of the army. And Isaac said to them, why have you come to me since you hate me? How many of you have ever shared with people the truth of the word of God, and they don't like you? Well, when you begin to prosper... And you begin to be prosperous when nobody else is, they're going to look you up. And that's exactly what the king did. 
And he said, it says, Isaac said to him, why have you come to me since you hate me and have sent me away with you? But they said, we have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. They have seen it. Everybody say they saw it. Well, if somebody sees something, it's not something they're talking about. It's something that they have that's evident. Everybody say, I'm blessed. Mary, it's so good to see you today. <laughs> uh, but everybody say this. If they can see it, then I can declare that God gave it to me. Say, I have a testimony. I can share that with other people. See, this is how people end up coming to you. It says in Isaiah 60, Arise, shine, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And there will be gross darkness, but you will be a light and they will come from afar. One of the scriptures says, and they'll bring all their wealth with them. Why are they coming? Because they have a need that they see whatever you have will fill that need. And that's exactly what happened. They said, we have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. So we said, let there now be an oath between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you that you will do us no harm since we have not touched you and since we have done nothing to you but good. I don't know when they thought they did that. And have sent you away in peace, but you are now the blessed of the Lord. They want to get in a covenant. That, in that covenant, what they're bringing is their lack to Isaac's prosperity. It's kind of like us with God. We bring everything to the Lord, which isn't nearly what we need. And he blesses us with everything that he has. Amen. And he's a good God. You can bring your assets and your liability. Everybody say, that's good. Because <laughs> sometimes the liabilities are greater than the assets. It was in my life. And it, then at the end, it says, and it came to pass uh, that same day that Isaac's servants came and told him at the well which they had dug and said to him, we have found water. The well that he dug, he still was provided for, even though he had to move a few times to get to where God wanted him to be. He was still blessed. Everybody say, still blessed. You know, sometimes we can think um, what other people are doing are hindering our blessing, but nothing can hinder the blessing of the blessed. Everybody say that. Nothing can hinder the blessing of the blessed. Amen. I pray that we're getting this. I mean, in my heart, in Ephesians 1, 17, 18, uh, if you put that scripture up, it says that the Lord our God, the, the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Everybody say wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. See, you, you have to have knowledge of who God is in order to believe he's the blesser. And so it says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Second uh, Corinthians 9.8 is a scripture God gave us when we started this church. There were two of them. Psalm 122. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. For a long time, we had that right at the front of the church. I was glad when they said unto me. You know, it's, it's a good thing to get together and to encourage one another. We are increased when we come together. How many of you believe that? How many of you, when you were at home all those months, 
we're thinking, boy, if I could just get with everybody. And it was really hard when we first came together. Nobody was hugging anybody, and, and everybody wanted to hug everybody. And, and some had a sign on them that says, I, I'm not hugging right now or whatever. We, we have to oftentimes make decisions that we don't want to make. But it doesn't change the fact that we're blessed. Say, my circumstances do not change the fact that I am blessed. So in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, it says again, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency, remember El Shaddai, in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Do you know what is a good work? Getting your kids back in school. It can be expensive to get your children back in school. It, it, there's clothes, there's shoes, there's gym clothes, there's fees for this, fees for that. And if you're going to college, you really have to have saved up a lot. But God will provide. Everybody say, God will provide. And it, when it says make all grace, that's God's ability, not ours. He will make his ability take care of everything we have need of. Now, I was in a, I've been in a few situations where people, especially in restaurants, uh, in since this has happened and um, I have a couple of restaurants that are my ministry um, I actually pay to minister to people <laughs> however I've I've gained quite a, a a group of people who come by my table would you pray for so-and-so this is you know uh, or give me the good report about what's happening at their church so they they know who I am in fact when they see me, they call me Pastor Pam. So, you know, that right away identifies me to some other people that are in there. Now, in that ministry, God has shown me many times to pay for somebody's meal, to, you know, leave a larger tip than I would usually, usually lead and uh, leave. And that's because God's ability, not my ability, it's his grace. Everybody say it's his grace. So, you know, we were, we've been in a situation um, over the last few years where um, God has blessed us uh, abundantly, really. Uh, amazing. You know, I, I went from, and I'm going to share this in a second, from, you know, having to believe God for food with three children to now having enough that I can bless somebody else. You know, when I'm out eating, which I never got to do. In fact, my kids say, you didn't take us. Well, I didn't have any money when I had them. Hallelujah. Burger King was the best we could pull off. But now I can actually go to Cracker Barrel and sit there, you know, and eat. And uh, so, but when I leave, oftentimes the Lord will say, uh, give them more than what your meal was. It's like, well, that works fine if it's cash. But we've had the credit card company call us and say, did you make a mistake? Because what you left is more than what the bill was. They think maybe somebody doctored up the tip. You know, God touches people's lives through that. It says there is a God of abundance. And there is a God who knows where you are. And there is a God who cares about where you are. And this job is not your source. There's a greater source. And so we've been blessed in that position. And uh, one time my husband said to me, um, and this is after we've walked through the other things in our life, okay? 
And this message isn't necessarily about money, but I'm telling you right now, there are many people who have no money. They are in a desperate place, a desperate place. And if God provides for them, it opens their eyes to a better way. Everybody say, there is a better way. And uh, my husband, we had gotten this gift, and, and so he said, we're going to divide this up. And we're each, we, we had enough that we could each take some $100 bills. Now, I'm, you know, I'm like $20 faith. Pastor Bill's on a $100 faith routine here. I said, well, how about you give me 50s because I can bless more people. And so it was like, it was like Christmas for us. Now, it was a Christmas gift to us, but we did not believe it was for us. We believed it was seed. Abraham, or uh, Isaac sowed in the land of famine. Now, we are not rich. Well, we are rich because God says I'm rich. But, I mean, if you, if you called up those really rich, lots of money people, they would laugh, you know, at, at what our savings account would be. But to us, it, we, we had extra to give. And so, now, we're, we're older, so we don't have little kids or anything like that. We like to give to our family, but my husband, he gets these. And we go to breakfast the first week that COVID is letting people go to a restaurant. And there's this gal that always waits on me. And when I go there, if I, I go there on Mondays. If any of you want to join me, you're welcome to come. Uh, we'll have to get a bigger table because it's really hard right now to seat too many people. Only six of us together. But Pastor Bill and I go. He doesn't usually go with me. And so he's sitting there, and we get all done. And uh, we didn't have a, usually, we don't usually carry a lot of cash. We use a card, but this, we have got this cash. So I'm thinking, I'm going to give my money. And he pulls out his $100 bill. Now, our breakfast was $14.92 or something like that. And so she comes up to the table, and uh, we were talking to her. They hadn't had hardly any business. They had just come back. She drives all the way from Francisville to work at Cracker Barrel for, for, for finances. So my husband just puts this in her hand, and she looks. Oh, she said, I can't take this. He said, yes, you can. The Lord wants you to have it. And tears just burst into her eyes. In her first week, we happened to be there because I believe God sent us on assignment to do that. And we were not decreased. We were not decreased. We were blessed to be a blessing. Now you're all going to join me at Cracker Barrel, aren't you? You probably try to wait on me, I know. I don't say that to brag about us at all. We have come a long way, baby, both of us. But especially me back when I had those kids and I was alone. And I had not enough money. And I was praying to God. I said, God, I have got to have a raise. I was looking to the Lord as my source. I had just shared with the medical students that God is the one that fills the barns and the barns are not to stay full. They're to be emptied out to give to other people. I just shared a message like that. And then I'm praying, God, I need more money. Because there's a lot of expenses with teenage boys or with boys that want to play ball and do stuff like that. And, uh, and so in my prayer, I was reading through the Bible. And 
at that time. And, and I had a little thing I followed. And so I was in Genesis 47. And if you put up 24, I was praying, God, I need more money. And this is what I read. And it shall come to pass in the harvest that you shall give one-fifth to Pharaoh. Four-fifths shall be your own as seed for the field and for your food, for those of your household, and as food for your little ones. And instantly, it was like, give a fifth of what you make. And at that time, I didn't have a church. I worked at ORU. I went to all their chapels. And so there were offerings. Give a fifth to Oral Roberts' ministry. I thought, wait a minute. I'm, I'm looking to get more money. I'm tithing. That's a tenth. Now you want me to give a fifth? Well, I'll just forget I read that today. I get over in Luke. I get over into Luke, and here's Luke 3. And if you look, you'll find this out. If you start through Matthew and you start at the beginning of Genesis, this is where you'll land if you read day by day. Likewise, the soldiers asked him, saying, what shall we do? Uh, that was my question. So he said to them, do not intimidate anyone or accuse falsely and be content with your wages. I thought, this is getting worse by the minute. I better get back in Psalms or somewhere like that. This is bad. And do you know what? I, I, I talked to the Lord about, I said, Lord, a fifth, that's twice as much I'm going to have to give. And I just ask you for more money, and I'm not supposed to ask for more money through my wages. Now, you got to know, I am a single mom. I am maybe a little more stable. I've been out there a few months. I'm getting it. But I'm not stable. And I thought, this is not, this is decrease. Everybody say, give. So I said, okay, okay. Well, do you know what happened? People started giving me money. And the Lord said to me, tithe on everything you have, and it will be one-fifth of your salary. But you tithe on everything. So I gave 10% of everything. He doubled my salary every month, every month, every month. He doubled my salary. Oh, are you paid me? And somebody else's, many of them, paid me money, along with groceries on my porch all the time. But in the midst of all of that, my salary was doubled, and the people who gave me cash, there was no taxes. <laughs> Government didn't get none of that. God doubled everything, and I paid a fifth to Pharaoh because I tithed on everything I got. That is a praise report, people. That is a real praise report when you're alone in a city with no family, and it's you and three kids, and everybody knows that you're a little unstable, even God. But God, well, for sure God, but he helped me. Everybody say, he helped me. He helped me learn to be a giver. Everybody say, a giver. You cannot outgive God, and you can never fear that you cannot do it. That proved it to me. The other thing I tried to do, I tried to get support. Now, after all, these kids are getting older, and their father was making a lot of money. And I thought, I'll go to court. And, and I'm not saying if you do that, you're wrong. I'm talking about me in that year. And uh, the Lord said, well, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. 
Do you want your heart with me? Or do you want your heart with his provision with the court? I never did it. I never did it. You know, in this church, when the PPG, PPG, PPP, PPP, <laughs> whatever, all those initials, you could get money for your people in your church, uh, for, your, for the people who work for you. And um, this isn't anything about me, but it's about God for this church. We, we, uh, the board and the finance committee, we talked about it. And, uh, you know, it was okay because it was going to take care of our people. And I love the people that work for us. I would not want them to not have enough money. But in the process, we were in our prayer time that we pray every Thursday, Monday through Thursday. And I'm just praying, and this thing hits my stomach. And God said, I thought that it's me who takes care of you. I thought, yeah, you do. He said, I take care of this church. It's my church. And we already had the money. And I had to tell Pastor Bill. And so that night I went home, and we had, we had moved some money. You know, we put it in an account, and you move it over. The front. We'd, we'd used it one time. And so I went home, and I told Pastor Bill. Well, I waited. I said, Lord, you better tell him to ask me or something. Because if I just come up with this, that may not be as good as it could be. And so uh, I said, Lord, you just got to have it. And so that night he said something to me about that. Did we, did, we trans, did we do that transaction, you know, to move the money, and did we use it? I said, yeah. And I said, but I, I think we have to give it back. Is it possible? <laughs> he said, well, I'm sure it's possible to give back money. You know, <laughs> the government will take it. But we did. We gave that money back. We had to pay, I don't know, interest, $8 or something, T about $10. <laughs> Darn, I hated that, too. <laughs> But I ask God's forgiveness that I didn't just stand firm at the moment because I felt a little check. Everybody say a little check. Now, this is just for me. This is not for you. You can't start out where somebody else has been. Please, don't try it. <laughs> it won't work. Because I, I would love to be like those people I heard at Southwest Believers I would love to believe for airplanes and all those big things. I couldn't fly one, but I'd find a pilot, bless God, if I got one. But, you know, I'd like to be at that level, but I have to operate in where I am in faith. But I cannot betray God when he always has taken care of me. And you know what? We increased during COVID. Turn to your neighbor and say, praise the Lord. Hey, Hallelujah. We, we had to give uh, the bank a lot more money because a lot came in online. But we increased. Everybody say increase. I believe that increase is because we said, God, you take care of us. I tell you all of that today to say, where your treasure is, there your heart is. And it's really hard to keep your heart safe if you get your trust in people. Pastor Bill and I, when we moved here... <laughs> We had about $1,000 left in debt, but we came. You know, if you obey God and do what God says, God will always provide 
but the key is this. Corey Kent wrote a great song for us years ago. Uh, God will supply all of my needs because he loves me, because he loves me, because he loves me. I believe and receive. And God said to me, that's true. Believe and receive, but there's a step in the middle. It's called sowing. Everybody say sowing. You believe, you sow, and you reap. Let's stand today. God has many blessings for this church, and this church is you. <laughs> you know, the, the church has a name, Victory, but the church is the same as the nation. The nation is people, the church is people. It's all of us, and I believe overflow is in your house. Everybody say overflow is in my house. I believe God is going to bless you and prosper you. I believe he's going to give you seed to sow. Now, this is what we're going to pray today. And if you're watching online, you know, um, we need to believe that God is our provider, that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. That means your supply is coming out of heaven no matter what. Then you don't have to get mad if you don't get a raise because God's just got a better way to give it to you. Amen? You're not lacking anything in the middle of COVID. We have more than enough health. We have more than enough joy. We have more than enough peace. And we have finances to help other people. Amen? Now, this is what I want to ask you. And you, you, we're going we're gonna to pray. But it, it's a purposing in our heart that when God gives me something, I'm going to ask him, is this for me or is it seed? That's all I'm going to ask you to do today. And this is, this is the, the last thing I'm going to share with you because when I read it, I thought this is so true. Copeland put it in, his, uh, in my faith to faith. And um, it says, begin to see yourself being a generous giver to people in need. In your mind, see yourself as the giver instead of the one with the need. So the first step before you even give is to see yourself as the giver and not and meeting the need of someone else rather than the person in need needing somebody to give to you. Does that make sense? Because when, you're, when your perspective changes to being the blesser, the blessing comes. Because God will put in your hand what you need to be the blesser. Does that make sense? It's always give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Luke 638. So we're going to, I want you to bow your heads. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person in this church. Because I believe it's a word for the people of this body. And those online, the same. Those of you that are part of Victor Christian Center, I believe it's for the whole church, but specifically for our church for August. Lord, I thank you that we will see overflow because God will supply in every household in this church. There will be more than enough to take care of children, to take care of the bills, to pay the rent, to pay the mortgage, to pay car payments. There will be more than enough channeled into their households by you father but the commitment today in jesus name if this is your heart i want you to say this with me and and it, you can you know think about it before you say the words lord 
Today, I make a commitment to change my mind. I do not have small thinking. My thinking is focused on you, on who you are. And so today, I ask you to give me seed to sow, that I might be a blessing to others, and that I would begin to get in the cycle of overflow according to the kingdom of God and not according to this world. I have a desire, Lord, to be a blessing, to reveal your glory, to show you strong, to show you mighty, to show you as the provision for every need of every person that I meet. I will open my mouth and I will open my heart and I will be a giver in Jesus' name. And everybody who said that say, amen. I want you to give God a hand and say, I have more than enough. Make that confession right now because you don't, may not have it in your hand right now. But last week when I gave everybody, and if you didn't get a book, Avoiding Deception, uh, I'm getting more for you. But uh, for my birthday, I gave everybody Avoiding Deception book. And I really felt to do that. I did that back in 2004 or five with a different, with this right here. And if you don't have this, you need to get it. It really will help you on a daily basis. However, at the time I thought, well, Lord, I did that. Is that just me? But then I heard this this week. When you gave it as the leader, you opened the door for an anointing of overflow. Now that wasn't a lot of money. I mean, uh, but it, it came from my birthday money from last year, but it was, it was a, a, a seed into every life in this room. Now, if it's true that we're blessed to be a blessing, that seed went in you and it already opened the door for you to receive whatever God has for you. That's what I heard. That was, that's why you did it. Not because you did it before, because the very first of August, that seed was sown. And that seed is producing a harvest. Don't forget to read the book because that's important. Read that book for where we are today. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. If there's anybody listening today or anybody in this room that has never received Jesus, Lord, I thank you that today there's an opportunity to change their eternal destiny. And we take it right now. If you do not know Jesus as the Lord of your life, this is your moment today to stop the, the plan of the enemy to have your eternity be in hell with him and instead to rejoice in heaven with the Lord your Savior. That's true for those of you that are watching. We're going to make a confession. If you in your heart are not confident that you know where you're spending eternity, maybe you've made mistakes, maybe you've made wrong decisions, those things do not stop you from having eternal life. It's a choice you make to receive Jesus. Believe in your heart confess with your mouth and your confession brings salvation let's say this together father thank you for jesus thank you that he died for my sins i have sinned made mistakes but i ask you today lord to help me to live my life for the glory of god to see your increase 
in every area of my life. And I give you permission to change me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's say this. I am steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, and my labor is not in vain. Amen. Go and be blessed. Tell two or three people, I'm in overflow. I'm in overflow.